What's good, people? <laughs> Excuse me. It's episode 10 of Uncle Hotel's podcast. How y'all been out there? Just got back from vacation. Took a little weekend trip. Well, Friday through Sunday trip to the shore. A little vacation. Took took the daughter out there. Playing the waves. She won't play in the waves. She's scared of the, of the ocean. <laughs> but it was good to get away. You know what I mean? I haven't been to shore all, all summer. I mean, it was the beginning. But I hadn't been to shore in a, in a while. So it was nice to get out there and get get away from, you know, the rat race. of You know, day-to-day life. Especially nice to take the kid out there. But she was running wild on that boardwalk, man. I was lucky it wasn't, it wasn't a zoo. <laughs> It wasn't a zoo because she would have got down. <laughs> she might have got down in, 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 in into the gorilla pen, but knowing her, she she if she's scared of the ocean. She, she'd be scared of the gorilla. She don't want no parts of the gorilla. <laughs> but let me start episode ten. I got to start off with this Ghostbusters flick. It's uh, I think it's coming out July. I don't know fifteenth or something like that. I, I thought it was coming out sooner. It's been. These trailers have been coming out like this has been like the longest movie run up for a, a, a movie if I've seen in my life. Um, every tr- I've I've been in the movies a couple of times. I've seen the Batman vs Superman. I think I saw something else. I saw the trailer in theaters, and it looks absolutely fucking trash. <laughs> it looks absolutely trash. It, it it doesn't look funny at all. Now, I do find that Melissa McCarthy pretty funny. I, I do find her pretty humorous, but it wasn't funny at all. The trailer, it, and I don't want to see the movie at all. Now, I was a big fan of the, of the original Ghostbusters. Um, I think that that's a classic 80s flick. Uh, you can't, you don't get any more 80s and 90s than the Ghostbusters movies. Um, but... There seemed to be a, a backlash from mostly because it was being rebooted. I think people want to keep their classics how they are. Like if they were in their childhood and they had this classic movie and they wanted to keep it the way it is, they wanted, don't want to remix it for anything. Now, Hollywood being the social engineers that they are, <laughs> are remixing it with the all-female cast. And now they're hiding. See, they're trying to hide. This is how slick they are. They're trying to hide that criticism and saying it's just misogynist and they don't just want to see women do it. No, it's not misogyny anything. It's y'all messing with a classic and it looks if these trailers look decent and like it looked like it would be a funny movie, then people would be like, yeah, let's go see it. But since you half assed the shit. It looks dumb as shit. <laughs> Nobody wants to see this bullshit, man. Nobody. It's, it has nothing to do with misogyny. It doesn't have anything to do with that. It, it it has to do with you guys making a remake and it being fucking more trash. And it looking trash. I Now, as you know, I don't watch too much TV, but, you know, I watch... Basketball, you know, that's a guilty pleasure. So I got to watch the basketball. So 
this is the only really time I, I get to see like commercials. Like I've been turned the TV off, so I don't really get to see like commercials like uh, people that watch TV. And um, heavens, <laughs> imagine my surprise. The black athlete cucked as they are. Kobe Bryant, they're doing a lead in for the goddamn uh, Ghostbusters commercial. Kobe Bryant had his own lead in, and I think Carmelo and what the hell is the other guy guy's name? The fucking Porzingis. They had another commercial doing like NBA NBA and Ghostbusters. They did like a tie in thing promotion cross promotion. I think they call it. And uh, they did some uh, commercials for the movie. Had uh, had them both dressing up in, in Ghostbuster gear, and then <laughs> Jesus Christ, had them both dressed up in Ghostbusters gear, and, and have them do advertise. Basically, it's basically advertisement for the movie. Um, I don't know why they're targeting the audience that watches basketball but I don't know and it's I can't it's, it's a shame the NBA just is now the NBA is like since Silver got in office it's like they're being the biggest uh, social justice warriors of all the sports like they're gonna lead the way to this part with this Ghostbusters movie and let me I want to add before, before I forget, it's no surprise that a, a fee all female cast of Ghostbusters uh, Ghostbusters is coming out the summer that Hillary Rodden Clinton is running for president. You can call me a conspiracy theorist if you want, but that's all it is. You know it, I know it. Anybody with a brain knows it, but <laughs> that's how Hollywood is trying to get Hillary in office. Another another ploy. But anyway, ever since Silver got in office, um, he's been on this big social justice SJW kick, and it's getting disturbing. Like this, this whole Ghostbusters thing with the tie-in with the athletes, with this damn quote-unquote feminist movie, and it is a chick flick, no matter how you want to splice it. The, the directors try to say it's not a chick flick. What the fuck do you call it? You have four women playing the lead roles. You have one dude playing the lackey. It's a chick flick. No dude is going to come there and watch. Yeah, man, let's go and see the fucking the, the Ghostbusters. Like, come the fuck on, man. Just, just stop. <laughs> but anyway, Silver, with that and with the Charlotte issue, we know Charlotte has a North Carolina put the... the the bathroom ban and he is threatening threatening to pull out the all-star game which is going to be in charlotte next year he's actually threatening to pull out if they don't north carolina doesn't change its laws he also they, they also have done several uh tbi spots on um i think it was domestic violence and stuff like that which is uh which is good but it it seems peculiar that he's using that they're using the NBA and the the black, you know, the majority of the players are black and they were using a black man to uh, 
quote unquote advance these so social justice um, causes. I don't know why you're not using a WNBA. Maybe because nobody watches the WNBA, but that's how it goes. So it's peculiar. It's a, quite a change from Stern. Um, I used to hate Stern, man, but sometimes now I miss him. <laughs> but Stern was a motherfucker, man. Um, Stern was good for for fixing shit, man. You can see in the playoffs, and this playoffs has pretty been been called pretty much down the middle. I they're trying to do a lot of improvements with with the uh, the calls and have a, a replay center. So I, I mean, I give him his credit. Um, I haven't I the games I've watched, I didn't see any like questionable series or games, but saying the fix is in when you know stern that was almost a yearly uh, occasion but it's 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 funny that the uh, the powers of be are using the black man to uh make some changes in society if you look at things a little deeper but i guess we'll play the fools for a couple more generations on this next subject there was a rape case Stanford, um, this guy, Brock Turner, I guess his name is, um, was found guilty of rape. Um, I think the story went, uh, it was this lady had passed out and, uh, I think he had, I don't think, uh, well, it was penetrated. I think he fingered her or some shit like that. And, uh, it was behind a goddamn dumpster. Anyway, he was found guilty and his dad came out with him. A letter, I don't know why they're asking his dad anything and talking about his life shouldn't be ruined for 20 minutes of action fueled by alcohol and promiscuity, I don't know what the hell, I mean I know it's the guy's dad but I mean I don't even know why you're, the media is asking the guy's dad for anything except just to fuel the fires but it's, it's crazy but the judge ended up giving this guy 6 months Three years probation for uh, three felony counts of, of sexual assault. Now, one thing that really angers me about this is the reaction of the feminists on Twitter and, and in real life. Why? Where is their outrage over this? The the biggest outrage they have, they just say this is an example of white privilege. That's all they say because the guy's white guy. They say it's an example of white privilege, and uh, this is what happens when uh, whites get into the the, the justice system. My stance is, why aren't they attacking this judge, this judge Aaron Persky, who gave out this lenient sentence? He was found guilty. The prosecutor did his job. The judge gave him this light sentence. Where is the attacks, non-stop attacks for this judge? Where is the non-stop calls for this judge to step down? Where is it? It's nowhere to be found. You have more anger about what this kid's dad said than what the judge sentenced down to to give this lenient uh, sentence. This is insane. These are the same people that if somebody calls somebody a nigger or porch monkey online, you people will 
search down their job, type up all these letters and say, demand this person will be fired. You, this is the same people that will march on the drop of a dime for uh, uh, Freddie Gray who was dealing heroin in Baltimore. But when it comes to a judge giving a, a six-month sentence to a person that's obviously guilty and he was found guilty, you people are nowhere to be found. Nowhere at all. Where are y'all at? He's sleeping well at night. Why aren't y'all outside his house protesting? The judge. This is insanity. This is literally insanity. That y'all won't... The judge that gave this light sentence... Is this skipping down the halls in the, <laughs> in the courtroom? We had black men that went to jail for a rape they didn't commit. Y'all, but y'all want to say this is an example of rape culture? It's rape culture, but this because this judge gave down this light sentence. When are you feminists going to put your money where your mouth is and actually do something right for a change? It's unreal. You know, this is the common example of frauds. If you compare Cosby to this, y'all are more outraged over Bill Cosby than Brock Turner. Y'all still irate over Cosby. This guy gets off for six months. <laughs> Y'all want to hang Cosby. Y'all want to lynch Cosby. But y'all ain't knocking on this judge's door. Y'all ain't knocking on Brock Turner's door. Y'all ain't, ain't finding out where his dad works. Y'all ain't finding out where Brock Turner lives. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves, man. And I'm no means suggesting... But I just find it, it, it's, I find it funny, the reaction to uh, some of the, the sweet tea Twitter, the shea butter Twitter, the feminist Twitter, how we all have act over some crimes. You'll let it go. You won't say nothing about it. And then you get irate over other things. Similar people, similar crimes, but they don't get a pass. Y'all should be upset with yourself, man. If if y'all wanted to work on "quote unquote" stopping the rape culture, this is the this is the case y'all should jump on. This is the case y'all should jump on. For all the black men that went to jail, falsely accused of rape, and y'all gonna let this slide for this guy to get a, a slap on the wrist <laughs> is is. <laughs> Is, is is totally unbelievable but hey i expect something i expect this much from you people because you guys don't use your mind on anything and y'all is totally fucking frauds uh we had a couple of passings this week seems like you know the whole saying is death comes in threes but there's been a lot of death lately uh uh one of the greatest uh 
well, the greatest probably boxer of all time, Muhammad Ali passed away. Um, awesome fighter. Um, I think he uh, he transcended the sport. I know a lot, a lot of people were saying, like some of the commentaries say he transcended race or whatever, um, and took in, insult to that. But I'm not sure they mean you mean it as an insult. I think uh, sometimes you you say things like that. You mean uh, they're bigger than bigger than life, and, it, and he actually was bigger than life. Um, it didn't matter who it was; they it, you would listen to uh, Ali say and talk. And uh, he was he was a big man. Uh, um, a lot of people uh, would get on about his colorisms and. Sometimes they were off key. Uh, they were a little assaulting. We was assaulting Joe Frazier. Uh, you know, a lot of the stuff he was just trying to sell fights. But uh, he he put the battery in the back of a lot of African Americans back then. Uh, you can actually see that. Uh, I, I mean, I, I of course wasn't alive back then, but uh, you he put the battery in the backs of a lot of Black Americans. He gave them uh, he gave them heart. Um, and now is uh, I don't know what his legacy going to be. I read some disturbing things about his his estates and stuff have been mostly bought off by you know who, <laughs> um, and that's a shame. Um, I think Black Americans get caught up in uh this daily day day to day uh who gets somebody white man called me racist and this that and the third and they want to go get this person fired or something like that or they're stereotyping us on on tv or, or on, on radio but when you have one of your greatest heroes of your of your race who Muhammad ali which is without question and you see his you read his estate has been bought up like 80 percent of it his name his his publishing rights to everything has been bought up by quote-unquote the man you want to insert parentheses if you want um that's something you should be like that's what that's quote-unquote the white man behind the tree that's the quote-unquote supremacy now you have his funeral and one of the eulogy speakers is going to be bill clinton i can't even believe that shit when I read that shit, I'm like, why would they want Bill Clinton to be speaking at his eulogy? Like, what the hell is that? Like, you would think they would get somebody that was there from the beginning or, or, or a big part of his life. When are you getting Bill Clinton as a major part of Muhammad Ali's life? One thing, one thing for sure. He wouldn't be. He wouldn't vote for liberalism. He has backed Ronald Reagan, Gerald Ford. There's pictures of it. He came from the NOI, taught by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. 
Now you can say you can slander and say NOI is racist, whatever. Maybe, maybe so. It depends how you look on it, or it depends what color you are. But if you want to take their political stance, their, their political stance is conservatism. From what they believe in and what they practice is essentially quote unquote conservatism, how or how conservatism is um described in America. So why on earth are the people speaking Bill Clinton, Billy Crystal, and Brian Gumble? Like, come on, man. Just that <laughs> I would expect a Louis Farrakhan. I would expect uh Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I would expect at least a Muslim. If this guy had been Muslim his own life, I would expect the Muslim to to speak f- for him at this funeral. I mean, I don't want to know. I don't know what whatever changes he had made in life, but obviously with him suffering from, from Parkinson's disease, and that's another thing. That's a, <laughs> another. Uh, and I actually believe this too. I think. Uh, I think there's a Jay Z line that uh, that the man gave Ali the shakes, and uh, I actually honestly believe that shit. I, 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 you can call me whatever you want. You can call me <laughs> a conspiracy nut or anything. That's one of the conspiracies I believe. I believe certainly they gave him that. But uh, a lot of people say, "Well, got it from boxing," but uh, I don't know. There's been plenty of boxers, and I don't how many have got Parkinson's Parkinson's disease. Um. I would expect people along those lines, like Dick Gregory or any some people that were in the movement, the, the civil rights movement, or that were big in the in that era of um, racial turmoil. I would expect them to speak at his funeral, not some Bill Clinton and Billy Crystal. I would expect somebody from the nation of Islam to speak. If you, that's what made him who he was at the height of his, of his glory. It wasn't because it wasn't because of no damn Bill Clinton and Billy Crystal. I mean, this, this is how. That's what I was going to say about uh, people arguing about these tri. tri um, Damn, I got uh, blacks worried about these uh, racist chasers. You know how there's like lawyers or ambulance chasers. This is the Akata or chase racism stories. Just the, I don't know why it doesn't make you feel better about yourself. I don't know. But if you want to see example of a whitewashing, this funeral and his life is being whitewashed right before your eyes. And not a peep out of the Akata. Not one peep. This shows you how far ahead they are of the Akata. They're 10 years ahead of these cats. 10 steps ahead. They took the man's estate. 80%. Now they're going to use his funeral 
for political purposes and got Bill Clinton up there when his wife is running for uh, office. Put two and two together, together, Akata. Put two and two together. That's all I want y'all to do is put two and two together. It's a damn shame, man. It really, it really, really is. Um, I don't know what, I think it's Friday. Yeah, I'll be at work, so I'm not going to watch it anyway. I probably wouldn't watch it if there's going to be televised, but I'm sure it is since they're going to have Bill Clinton out there. But, uh, I, but he was a great man. I, I don't want to get lost in that. Um, outside of his fights, um, he stood up to the, he stood up to the powers that be. I mean, this guy actually stood up to the American government, said he's not going to Viet, fight in Vietnam. Told him hell no. Ain't no Vietnam call him no nigga. And that took guts. That robbed robbed him of uh, the prime of his career. Um, lost the belt. Took the belt away from him. And it took guts to do that. And I'm not sure you have people that will take that have will take guts to stand up to the to the powers that be like Muhammad Ali did. <laughs> and I remember. Uh, I just saw a video where he said he spoke at the at a Ku Klux Klan rally. <laughs> he was one of a kind. He was really one of a kind, and he stood up for what he believed in. Um, and I I can't. I, it, and it's astounding if you take. It's like, Black America's went a, a one eighty. They're moving the exact opposite direction of from what. Men and women were like back then. Like the things he stood for now, like it wouldn't even fly today. You like they would call him Hotep today if he said the same things that he said now. They would call him misogynist today. They really, really would. They would. They would hate Muhammad Ali today, and that's a shame. And I don't want to hear this. Oh, times change. And it, it, that's what the Negro says. The Akata says that that was back in the day. That's old fashioned. No. Go look in Saudi Arabia. They still practicing what Muhammad told them. Some, <laughs> some societies on this earth practice what they preach and keep practicing it. They don't just automatically... <coughs> Look, they still don't let women drive cars in Saudi Arabia. Now, may that thing be archaic? But no, that just shows you them sticking to their guns. What you had in America is black folks not sticking to their guns. It's not like it was old. It, things became old-fashioned. No, your mind just got changed by propaganda and other stuff. Y'all just didn't stick to your guns. That's all it was. It's not like, you know what I mean? It's um, like automatically human beings are just going to change. Of course, some customs are going to change, but you just didn't practice your customs and stick with them. If you stick with your customs and stuff, you'd be still be the same and probably be in a much better place today. But you can't tell the Negro nothing. Mm-mm-mm. Had another uh, death. Um, Kimbo Slice. Man, Kimbo was another pioneer. Uh, 
and and he died too young. He died forty two, um, and I know a lot of wear and tear on his body. I mean, he's a big dude, and you know, that's that's a lot of weight to carry around. So I advise y'all to keep exercise, lose that weight off, man. That your heart can't take it, but. He died too soon. So I'm just telling that for the black men in the world. But uh, he was a big, big influence in the culture. Um, he really was a driving force behind um, street brawls. <laughs> um, and I, and you think if you think about it, he really paved the way for. MMA this type stuff to be even bigger than it was. Even though MMA they existed before that, he really brought brought more attention to it because he was out there street brawling, and you didn't want to really watch. Some people might not really want to watch it, but it also brought attention to the MMA side. So I don't think without M Kimbo, I don't think MMA type fighting would be as big as it was today. Like he exploded the YouTube culture. Like this guy was running around getting bread, <laughs> putting bread up, doing street fights, just driving all over across the country. <laughs> where, where niggas out, boy? <laughs> I only see like one video where he took a L. But, yo, he was wearing cats out. He ain't had no window. There was one uh, fight where the guys, guy ran with, was, was, was going toe-to-toe with him. And it lasted a minute. And, you know, <laughs> you saw Kimbo start to get gassed. <laughs> he was done. But, uh, rest in peace to Kimbo Slice, man. He was another, he was big. Don't, this guy would be a legend, you know what I mean? He, he you can't ask for more. You always want to die a legend. Uh, um, people will remember his name well after he's gone because uh, he he was a legend in these in the internet era. Um, he really jumped off YouTube and uh, and showed people uh, whether by fighting or doing something else you could become a star uh, via the internet and via YouTube. So I I gotta you gotta give you uh, Kimbo his his props and. Uh, uh, rest in peace to him. Now, getting to another point, I got to get to Snoop Dogg and Slave Moons. Now, he made like a little 30 second clip, and um, off that little 30 second clip, we've had endless think pieces written. And endless videos and news segments on TV One about why he was wrong for stating his opinion that he doesn't want to watch any more slavery movies and he wants to uh, take black films. We should concentrate make, take, making black films in a different direction. Um. Now, I, I want to give both sides to this. On one side, I can say of course, you need to still make films. If you watch some sort of thing, if you take enjoyment in films, you still may probably need to make films uh, on your historical context. Um, you shouldn't avoid the subject of slavery. Like I, you shouldn't make a moratorium ban of any slavery movie, movies. You know what I mean? That's that's sort of over the top. 
um, there's always stories you can tell. Um, it's a history. It's a time period we should be proud of because we should be proud of that our ancestors survived in such a harsh um, setting. Uh, and maybe not some harsh in some, some aspects, but less than ideal settings in others. Um, um, there was a, a long struggle with that. Um, people, you lost your identity. Um, you lost your, people got, um, broken up with their, from their families. Um, it was less than ideal. So you can't say you never make a film about it anymore, but, and this is a big, but Snoop has a point because like I'm saying, I'm in, I'm in my forties. Um, so I can go back a couple decades and when I was coming up, like my high school years and uh, such of that in college years, let's just say the nineties, eighties and nineties. Um, you can probably those two, those 20 years, you can count the number of slave movies that were made on my hand, one hand. Now, if you take go, just go back the last five years. You you can't you you need two three hands to count all the slave movies that came out. They just came out with Roots, and now they're coming. I'm watching the uh, the NBA playoffs. They got a commercial with another slave movie coming out. Birth of a Nation is right around the corner. They just gave the Oscar to that uh, Lupita whatever woman. Was that last year? So what has, why the sudden change in Hollywood that all of a sudden, when you take decades prior, they almost had no slave movies except for Roots, which was wildly successful. And then when I say movies, I'm also include television. And now it's heavily concentrated with slavery movies and slavery TV shows. What has changed? What is Hollywood trying to do? Because I'm a firm believer that they use films to um, influence the minds of society. That's a, one of the big ways you can uh, influence people, influence influence people's thoughts. Um, your how you think is how you get information is you either listen to it or you read it or you know what I mean you watch, you listen to music, you listen to, you listen to. Um, audio books you, you watch films and that's how you, it's basically propaganda and in my tense is they're trying to anger the american the american negro the akata um because if you just this trust me if you don't take my word for it do it yourself search on twitter you can pick any uh any slavery movie or TV show and, and search it and see how often that after the Akata watches this show or movie, watch how many times they say they're mad after immediate, after watching it, they get mad, they get angry. 
They say, oh, I'm so mad now. Oh, I hate white people now. Watch. This, this look at it. If you don't believe me, look it up for yourself. Now, you guys wonder how they're going to make a race war. It's easy. If you can control what a person reads and hears, you can create whatever event you want. You can create whatever event you want. Because you can create this mindset that gets these Akatas angry. You can get them to hate white people even more. Even though they, they, they see the Hollywood types fucked up because they, they really, I think they think they can do it this way, but the Akata loves white people, so I don't know what they're even trying to. They're, they want to be white people, if you want to be honest with you. <laughs> so, I mean, they might say they, they hate them, but that's just their fucking mouth talking. But this is how they're trying to get black folks to get angry again. And it, it, it's like you can't, people can't see that. And then, then they want to take the events of Roots. It's supposed to be fiction. And saying that, you know, it, it was shows, uh, I think I seen a couple clips. I didn't watch it, to be honest with you. Um, I seen clips of them fighting on the slave ship, revolting on the slave ship. And other instances of being treated unfairly and of course that happened but I read this book Booker T. Washington Up From Slavery now Booker T. was actual slave in his youth and he was um, I think he was in his teens when uh, slavery was over and if by reading this book I've seen all types of inconsistencies on how slaves were treated from Booker's first eye, first hand experience to what is depicted in these slavery movies. Now, some people will say, oh, he's just one man, so how can he speak for everybody? True. That, that is exactly true. Booker T's experience can't speak for all the slavery experience. But on the other hand, you got to use that in the reverse. Roots can't speak for every slave's experience. You see what I'm saying? So this puts it in a mindset that in every aspect of slavery, it was your the black ass getting beat to death and all this other shit. Not, like I'm saying, it, no, in no way that slavery was a, a walk in the park. But in no way was it depicted like how it was in Roots 24-7, 365. That's all I want to say about that. And you can tell from the... the the mindset of the Africans, African-American Negro, the Akata. They, they still love white folks and you, you Negroes know it. 
Now, talking about Roots and such the reaction that we got from Snoop from when he said he didn't watch it. Tariq Nasheed is releasing Hidden Colors 4. And if you haven't seen the Hidden Colors uh, series, it's a, a series uh, based mostly on um, quote-unquote his uh, depiction of real African-American history, African history, um, also uh, um, quote-unquote white supremacy and uh, things of that nature. Even though he, he, he leaves out the obvious, but... <laughs> When talking about um, quote unquote white supremacy, he leaves out the parentheses. But I guess he's just trying to keep his job and stay alive. But I, I don't know what the hell. <laughs> I don't know about that. What he's doing about that? But so you know, there's something a jig about it. But anyway, there's, there's some good points on it. I've seen a lot of clips. I've seen a lot of parts with uh, Francis Crest Welsing, who uh, who died recently. Uh, was it last year? It was earlier this year. Um, I have great respect for her work. Uh, she was in it. There's a lot of people in it. There's both uh, black men and black women in it. And the reaction to this is the Shea Butter Twitters, they don't want to see this shit at all. They're upset. They call Tariq a misogynist. He's a danger to women. This, that, and the third. You know, they they la, 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 la. So I... So now this is a documentary based on facts or his depiction of the facts and you know Roots is a, a fiction and quote unquote based on facts and one's by the white man the, the, the powers that be the same white supremacists that they say leaders of and causes of systematic slavery systematic racism pardon my words <clears throat> you know it's by a black man and guess which the Negro wants to see and the Negro doesn't want to see at all. <laughs> now, <clears throat> if you don't agree with what the, the Hidden Colors is about, yeah, I see a lot of people asking what Hidden Colors is about. Why don't you just watch it and find out for yourself? That's all you got to do. And then you can say hey, it was trash or nothing. I don't want to see that. It's garbage. But it's funny, you guys can say all, right off the rip without even watching it, and you don't want to see it. But when somebody says they don't want to watch Roots, you drag them through the mud. It's a catch-22 with you Negroes, man. It's like if the information comes from a black source, <clears throat> y'all don't want to hear it. Y'all don't want to hear that shit at all. But if the information comes from the establishment source, then it's all ears and it's a great, it's great for, it's great for, <laughs> it's great for y'all then. It's, it's, man, you guys kill me, man. Y'all kill me every day with this bullshit. It's because y'all say that, uh, "Quote unquote," Tariq is Hotep, and I, I'm I'm sure if you ask him, he'll say he's not Hotep. I don't really think like he's a little bit over the top to me. Um, 
I don't know why he was coming on Ziza Ali, man. You need to, <laughs> I'll put my cape out for her. But I mean, he's, I don't want to consider him, quote-unquote, Hotep. But Shea Butter and the gang consider him Hotep because his views on, uh, quote-unquote, he's supposed to be a misogynist. And he basically wants to be a black man to be a black man, a black woman to be a black woman. And that's basically it. And uh, his views on homosexuality and all this other stuff. Because of views on that, that's why y'all call him Hotep. And it's funny, and you don't want to watch it because you say it's Hotep. But you guys want black spaces. And why in these quote-unquote black spaces is there no room for Hotep? If you're supposed to be inclusive of all things black, then why is there no room for Hotep? Y'all excluding a part of your own community. And y'all say that's one of the problems in America that you say blacks are excluded from uh, certain things, but when you get a chance to exclude certain segments of black America, you guys hop right on the trail and do your damn thing. That's just food for thought. Um, let me touch on these NBA Finals. It's 2-0 Golden State. Tonight's Game 3. And tonight's... <laughs> this might be the reckoning for LeBron James. It might be Le Swept, Le Sweep, <laughs> Le Washed Up, <laughs> le, le Get the Hell Out of Dodge. Uh, he just faced a superior team, I think. Um, but I'm kind of disappointed because if he's supposed to be the best player in the NBA, man, he's got to go one of these nights. He got to go for forty. You know what I mean? He, then in game two was the game he tried to should have tried to do it. You um, should be able to. If you, uh, a superstar player can win you a game. An all-time great should be able to win you two games and keep you in the series. Them going down 2-0 is almost a death now. You had to win one of those games in, in Golden State. one of those first two. And you didn't get it done. And that's it. it it's going to come back to haunt him. Um, Golden State is such a great... They're, I guess you got to call them all-time great team. They got the, the best record of all time in the season. Um, can they beat that Bulls team? Hell no. But... They are an all-time great team. I'll have to give that to them. Um, it's just they're too much. They're just a way better team. I, I, don't, it, I think it might be a sweep, man. They might it might go five games. Um, because if they get it, they get it tonight. It's a wrap. <laughs> it's it's a wrap. It's a wrap. And they just don't have anything that when they go to their bench, their bench can't compete with them guys. And. Golden State won these first two games without Trey, uh, Clay and, and, and Steph having a, a breakout game that they're capable of. What's going to happen when, when Steph or Clay get hot one of these games? What are they going to do then? They're going to get washed. They're going to get washed. And it ain't going to be funny, man. And the LeBron stands are going to be sick again and I don't know what he's going to do. He's going to have to beg Kevin Durant to come to Cleveland because he's not going to be. What is he going to do? What is he going to do? Go back to Miami? 
he needs some help. <laughs> and if he needs help, he's not the greatest player of all time. Y'all told me he was better than Jordan. Y'all told me he was better than MJ. Come the hell on, y'all. I can't believe I had to sit there and let these new Negroes sit there and tell, listen to them tell me that fucking LeBron James was better than Michael Jordan. Y'all lost your goddamn mind. This series proves it. He would have went, Jordan would have went out and dropped 50 on him. You don't blame me. Look at the tape. <laughs> Look at the tapes. He would have guaranteed drop a 45 piece on him. <laughs> LeBron out here bullshitting, man. Jesus Christ, man. Oh, man. Jeez. I hope it's a sweep, man. I do. I hope it's a sweep because I want to see these LeBron James stands cry. But then I don't want it to be a sweep because basketball will be over and, and I can't watch nothing. And I don't really watch. I do watch football as much, but I do watch football still, but I don't watch it as much as I used to. But football, will be, I mean, TV will be over. There'll be no more sports till, uh, till the fall. <laughs> Cause uh, so I wanted to stretch out a little bit, but hey, man, I think they should be able to get one game. He, they better get it tonight because if they don't get it tonight, it's over. Um, so hopefully they can stretch it out, but I, I don't, I don't see that happen. I think uh, Stephen Clay about to bust out, and then it's gonna be wrap. And uh, look like <laughs> shit. Look like Draymond Green might be MVP. <laughs> Imagine that. Golden State will win two titles and Steph didn't win one uh, finals MVP. <laughs> hey, I would take that instead of the ring. <laughs> I mean, it's the, I'll take the ring instead of the finals MVP. Uh, that's definitely. And that's what LeBron should have learned about when he fucking bailed in that Dallas series. And that's why I'll never forgive him and never put it. I would never put him above Michael Jordan because he choked. He pissed away that Dallas series because Wade was going to get the finals MVP if they won that series. So he fucking mailed that shit in. That son of a bitch. But anyway, this is Uncle Hotep. I'm signing off, man. This has been episode 10. Thanks for fucking with me. Um, please follow me on Twitter at Handy Mayhem. And uh, there's also a link from my YouTube uh, channel. Please like and subscribe. Peace. <laughs>